start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Good morning everybody and welcome to episode 48 of Empty Betters I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss it off across the screen to our technical engineer as of late, Nick Manella. What's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. Uh, as you can probably tell, I don't have my usual backdrop uh, in my little penthouse suite behind me. You're in your uh, happy I place. Actually, I am in my happy place, the land of me gaining like 40,000 pounds every time I come here, but it is well <laughs> worth it. Uh, yeah, I am rocking in Bethpage, New York right now, uh, spending some time with the girlfriend's family. Absolutely love it up here. Uh, and I'm like three or four days into this endeavor. And yeah, I'm like a solid 40 pounds heavier than I was when I got here. But I'm not complaining at all because I've had some of the best food in the world. So How many yeah, times you had pasta? Large. It Like it doesn't, the limit does not exist. So. <laughs> Gotta love the Italian New Yorkers. We'll get to that exactly. real soon. And we're also going to toss it off across the screen to producer Mac Vogel. Mac, I'm going to tee you up. What are you thinking? Do the What's Dodgers good? get it done tonight? Yeah, honestly, my uh, my gut feeling says yes. I think LA is ready to just bust this nut and uh, and and let that one go. They've been they've been cucked out of the World Series <laughs> enough times in the last couple of years. I think they've uh, I think they've got this one. Um, Nick, what? As soon as you said Beth Page, it just brought back rushing memories of my first high school hockey game getting absolutely smacked like 10 to nothing by beth page at ice world so that's the only thing that comes no to way when i hear beth page yep damn i didn't even know they had a team never played we it was like one of I those like things when... where the jv team like was like i don't know let's play beth page because we need to get better <laughs> oh, gotcha i got you one of those ordeals yeah nice old Nice little uh, ass spanking, a little 10-0, and somehow that'll make you better. Uh, exactly. And now, it is my pleasure to welcome to the Empty Betters podcast my good friend and fellow Rangers fan who is actually going to help us cover the Rangers 2021 season, Mark Cotteraro. Thank you, buddy, for joining. Boys, what an honor to be here. What an absolute <laughs> honor. I am beyond excited to be on this show. Uh, it was a long time coming, and we're here, so let's do it. Uh, let's do it. I'm pumped. It's been long anticipated. We know a lot of our viewers out there know Mark Deeren well, so uh, <laughs> it was overdue to get him on the pod. So a little bit later on, we're going to break down the Rangers, the favorite topic of many of our listeners, uh, and you guys will get to kind of see Mark's insight. He's somewhat of a super fan, you could probably say is safe to say. So uh, we'll I would say that. so. Yeah, Fair we'll enough. Get to- yep. It, we'll get the, to that the, a little later. The good times and the bad times. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I remember Mark and I had a class together at Towson, and I think we spent every class talking about what the Rangers were doing and what the Caps were doing, and I don't think we paid attention at all. Oh, no, I don't think we paid attention once. And the funny, I remember it was funny because in that class, a lot of these hockey articles are going through the athletic. So every day, I'd be like, yo, Nick, can I see your phone? Because I knew you had the athletic. And there's all new, all new articles on the athletic. I just start reading off Nick's phone everything about the Rangers. <laughs> That's good shit. That one ninety nine subscription will kill you. Um, exactly. <laughs> is it really only one ninety nine? I think it's something like that. I, th- I just right. got it like the other day, so I really should know. But uh, 
we're going to cut the chitter chatter. We're going to breeze through the news, signings, retirements, happenings, all that good stuff. And I'm going to toss it off to Nick to get through that. And then after that, we will get into the Rangers talk. Right. Oh, buddy. So uh, the NHL has postponed the Winter Classic and the All-Star Weekend for this upcoming season, whenever the hell that's going to be. Uh, you know, this, I think, was just we all knew this was coming. It was going to be a matter of time before they did this. They, you know, the position they're in right now, they don't have the room or the potential to lose this money to do an all-star game when fans aren't going to be there or to do a winter classic when fans, you know, aren't going to be there. I mean, one of the nice things about the winter classic is you're doing it in a football stadium usually. So you can really triple the amount of fans that are in attendance. And, you know, without that, you're losing a ton of revenue. So, as of right now, the hope for the NHL is that they can play in hub cities where fans are allowed in the stadium. Very, you know, Harry, you were talking to Mac earlier about the World Series, you know, very similar to what the MLB is doing right now. Uh, it's being played in Texas with roughly 10,000 fans allowed in the arena. Uh, and that's ticket sales that would really help the league out right now and basically help teams recoup some of this money that they're losing. Uh, Larry Brooks of the New York Post says that teams would hypothetically travel to a hub city and stay there for two or three weeks and then head home for a week. So this puts us in this position that, you know, I feel like we forget about sometimes that, you know, professional sports is a business as much as we like to think that it's not. And like any other business, decision-making really comes down to dollars and cents. And for that reason, Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun says that we're probably not going to have a full season coming up this year. He says that we shouldn't expect a season longer than 56 games and that the odd equation resulting in the NHL right now is that the more games are played, the more monies that these teams and these owners are going to actually lose, which I think just, you know, it sucks, but it's the world we're living in right now. Yeah, kind of a kind of a harsh reality, uh, especially the Winter Classic. Who get really gives a fuck about the All Star Game? But you know, ring it in the New Year, you're hungover as shit. You flip on the one p.m. and God rest Doc Emmerich's beautiful retired soul. But that's not going to be on television anymore, and you don't get the outdoor game. So uh, I'm not going to speculate too much. It's an unfortunate reality that we're living in. Uh, it just sucks all around. I don't really, I don't want to get into too much of this because we'll probably know more right around Christmas time when hopefully the league is about to launch and we've got the World Juniors underway. So uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on down the list, Patrick Laine. I mean, I feel like it's a new offseason, same shit. We're talking about this guy potentially being dealt again. Uh, I feel like sometimes this guy gets the short end of the stick, but... Also, there's times where his play just has not lived up to it. He's been an absolutely li- you know, liability defensively. People say he should be playing on the first line. There's times where he's been benched for multiple periods. You know, whatever. Line's agents, Mike Liu and Andy Scott, have said that a trade out of Winnipeg would be, and I quote, mutually beneficial but, you know, for both the player and the team. And Jets GM Kevin Dayoff said that he is entertaining all options when it comes to a trade, but won't trade Lion A just for the sake of doing so. It has to be a win-win, you know, for the Jets franchise. And then Andy Scott followed that up with saying that there's a clear understanding, apparently, between the player and the team, like, sort of where this is headed. So I feel like with that messaging, you know, are we just, you know, weeks away from this going through? What do you guys think? Well, it's it's funny because I think our second Instagram post ever was an audio clip of me saying line I was going to get dealt, and obviously here we are in 2020, and nothing that we thought would be true is true at all. Uh, 
Nick, I know you and I have mentioned that Carolina was probably going to be one of the the top candidates to get him. I think we also mentioned Philly um, as one team. Now that we have Mark on, and I've seen the cap space, I will say... I was just going to say the same thing. Nothing would surprise me at this point. Uh, <laughs> it, it seems to be the same old teams always in the hunt for big names. Mark, do you have any uh, input on this? You know, Maybe if this is a guy that you would want... Uh, how much you'd be willing to give up. We want to know your thoughts. Don't get me wrong. Listen, he's he's a stud, but I really don't think that they have any cap space to even pay him. Because in two years, listen, you have Mika Zabajan coming up off his contract. I think he's at two years left at around five and a half mil. Uh, actually, four and a half mil. So in, in two, three years, you're going to have to pay a lot of these guys. You're going to have to pay Igor. You're going to have to pay Kako. You're going to have to pay... Adam Fox. So do you really want to take on another big contract along with Panarin, along with Truba? It just, it just, it's already a, it's a cluster. So I really don't see them going out and getting a line A. And, and realistically, I don't think we really need him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone needs a line, but I really don't, I think there's bigger needs on this team rather than another offensive weapon. I think defense is a lot more, is a, is a better target we should in free agency rather than offense. For sure, I hear that. And I think, too, another point to highlight is, like, kind of like Mark mentioned, if you're signing line A, chances are it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be an expensive deal. And is that something that the Rangers can take on right now? Definitely a good question, yet to be determined. And, Nick, to your question of will we see this happen sooner rather than later, uh, based on that from his agents and from the team, I can't really see him starting the year in Winnipeg whenever that year starts again I guess we don't really totally know but um you know assuming that things are supposed to start uh you know relatively soon I would expect that to to happen in the next couple of weeks yeah and they've um his agents have come out and said that like you know he's not going to do one of these oh I'm holding out um from training camp until you deal me kind of deals you know like when training camp starts he said he's going to be there so uh, you know, like you said, who knows when that's going to be. Uh, moving on down the list again, a uh, longtime Edmonton Oilers locker room attendant Joey Moss passed away at the age of 57. He had been with the team since the 84-85 season, which if you know anything about the Oilers, was kind of the right time to be with the team. Uh, he was recommended for his position by the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky. Moss was born with Down syndrome and also worked closely with the Edmonton football team of the CFL, and he was inducted into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame in 2015, so we just wanted to send well wishes to uh, his family as they go through this tough time. The Reverse Retro Jersey Series is continuing to gain momentum around the league. Uh, Philly and Pittsburgh had their, you know, what is basically going to be their retro jerseys released uh, and leaked on the internet. Apparently, these are supposed to be fourth sweaters that are only worn once or twice in the year. And I, you know, did some digging today and it sort of clicked that those two jerseys that got leaked kind of contrast nicely with each other. So I would expect them to be worn on maybe a Wednesday night game on NBC while they play each other. So, yeah. Go ahead, Harry. I, I, no, I was just gonna say I read that w- what the goal is of these, and by the way, they look sweet. Uh, I think there was another one that got leaked. I think Anaheim's got leaked as well, which looked pretty cool. The goal here is that the retro jerseys are an inverse color scheme right. of what the actual retro jerseys were. So, for instance, a, a lot of people have seen the Pittsburgh Philly one that seems to be the most popular. Um, the Pittsburgh one is basically 
what they refer to as the old Snoop Dogg one because Snoop Dogg like yeah. was caught wearing a picture with that. So uh, the old one was black with yellow sleeves, and now this one's white with black sleeves. So they kind of inverse it, which I kind of dig. Uh, they look great. I don't think they should just be worn once or twice a year. I think they should be, you know, maybe every Saturday night game or something. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Our mustard yellow is absolutely atrocious. I've said that a million times on this podcast. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, the NBA really kills it with all the jersey schemes and all the alternates. So I think the NHL should definitely try to take a page out of their book here. I agree. It'd be cool to see something different. And I feel like the NHL has played it real safe in the past with jerseys. Like they're almost afraid to to go crazy and get like a little wild with it. But I mean, what better time than now when you're hurting for some money? If you release some extra jerseys, chances are fans are going to think they're pretty cool and buy some. You'll get some money that way. Um, I'd take the middle ground. I don't want to necessarily see them you know, every weekend, but I think more than once or twice, or it's not really worth it. I think it'd be cool, but still special to see it maybe three, four, five times during the year. Um, and once a month, why yeah, not? Yeah, sure, right. And uh, just did you to see note the caps? On, yeah, I thought I thought that was yeah. cool. I I do wish it was blue, but I mean, I'm all for. I love the Screaming Eagle logo. I think it's dope. Um, I will say, as far as penguins go, I've said it before, I've said it again, get rid of the cartoon penguin, bring back the little, like, triangular... Robo penguin. Yeah, that dude, he was cool. Yeah. I, I will yeah, say, the, the, the shoulder patches without the robo penguin just feels a little a little cheesy, but I've also read that Mario just ain't letting it happen. It's just not, yeah. it's not in the cards, so... No, Sad. I'm not surprised there. Uh... I'm glad that the Caps, uh, the Caps one that was leaked along with the Anaheim one and the Vegas one that were leaked are apparently fan generated and, you know, whereas like the Pittsburgh and Philly ones were leaked by, and I think they were like Fanatics licensed products. So you're like, basically that's what it is. Uh, The Caps one, I've heard that basically they've said that they're going to incorporate the Screaming Eagle logo, which I, Mac, how long have we been asking for this? Like it, it feels like 20 years now. Forever. So I'm glad. I just hope they they do it right you know put the building on the shoulder patch you know do it right but uh yeah it's definitely exciting and speaking of the caps they've basically set their coaching staff for the upcoming season uh they hired kevin mccarthy as an assistant and announced that scott arneal and blaine forsyth will return which is great because if i need anything it's more blaine forsyth interviews they are absolutely hysterical McCarthy's going to focus his coaching on the caps blue line and has basically been peter laviolette's right hand man for most of his career uh, Mac, what are your thoughts on this? I'm fired up about this. I was I was happy to see that uh, that Laviolette got his guy. Um, we know that that's kind of a, a duo there, and I think it's important anytime a new coach is hired on any team um, that he's not alone, that he's not you know by himself. Um, just like a, a player coming to a new team, it, it's important and it, it helps to have guys that you're comfortable with, and even more so as a coach, having other guys that can help implement your systems across the entire lineup because the fact is the head coach doesn't have a whole lot of role in some of the more um, specific things like uh, D pairings. There's usually obviously a a D coach and an offensive coach and power play and all that kind of stuff. So um, knowing that he's going to have his right-hand man with him, I feel like that'll help make him even more effective. We saw when Trotz came in, he kind of brought a lot of his staff with him. Um, 
the goalie coach and everything. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's crucial, and I'm really excited to see this staff and what they can do for the Caps. Yeah, it's a good move, and the, the blue line definitely needs it right now. Uh, that wraps up on the news we have. Harry, you want to knock out the signings? Yeah, just real quick, we're going to breeze through this. So uh, Sam Reinhart, one-year deal with the Buffalo Sabres for 5.2 mil. Linus Allmark, goaltender, one year with also with Buffalo, 2.6 mil. Chris Tierney, two-year deal with Ottawa, 3.5 mil. Dimitri, Dimitri Kulikov, one-year deal with New Jersey, 1.15 mil. Dennis Garionov, two-year deal with Dallas, 2.55 mil. And Devon Taves, four-year deal with Colorado for a 4.1 mil AAV. I really like that. Great, great deal for them. Yeah, I mean, we kind of sucked his dick last episode, but real smooth skating defenseman who's going into an offensive system, I think that's a win-win. So uh, good for Colorado. Yep. And then Uh, uh, retirements. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Trevor Daly uh, is going to join your boys' front office. Uh, So how do you feel about that, Harry? Uh, Front office move, good. Guys texted him. He texted the guys. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, so he retires, uh, played 1,058 regular season games with the Scar- with the Stars, Hawks, Penguins, Red Wings, and won two cups with the with the Pens. So I mean, Can you say kudos that one more him. time. No, I okay. will not. Uh, you know, kudos to him. Good career. Uh, and then Marty Hansel played 12 seasons with the Wild, Coyotes, and Stars, and had 338 NHL points in total. I didn't realize that he had like as severe back problems as he did, but that's yeah. basically what is leading him to retire. So, uh, best wishes to him. Also, real quick before we get into the Rangers talk, when you said Wild Coyotes, I I could I could tell that you separated the two teams, but I thought for a second like the whole team name was Wild Coyotes, and it, that slaps. I'm a big fan of that. It's a good ECHL team name. Yeah, I mean, maybe exactly. maybe one of those two franchises would have more success if they just merged. Something to think about. I don't know. <laughs> Knowing those two, they might not. They might just buy up all those like misfit toys that no one wants, like you said last episode. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel bad. Uh, all right. Well, that will wrap up our news and catch-ups around the league. Um, you know, obviously we go through that every week, so... That's kind of what's going on since the last episode. So now we are going to get into the Rangers talk. But before we do, we figured we'd ask our good friend Mark and our special guest a couple questions so you all can get to know him. So, oh boy, Mark, a couple <laughs> questions for you. Uh, obviously, you are a you were born in Long Island and you were a resident in Long Island. Born How did raised. you become a Rangers fan instead of a Islanders fan? Uh, well, I thank my dad every day. I wake up, I let him know. Listen, Dad, thank you so much for, for picking the right team. In two sports, not just hockey and baseball. He made me a Yankee fan as well. But, yeah, growing up, he was a diehard Ranger fan. Um, the guy freaking breathes and watches hockey every day of his life. And it turned to me. And the reason why my first name is Mark, as you can all can guess, is Mark Messier. <laughs> I love that story. It never gets old. That's a dad who did it right. Oh, yep. yeah. And a mom uh, so, who wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, who is your current favorite? Or, I'm sorry, who's your favorite Ranger of all time? And then let us know who your current favorite Ranger oh. is. I knew you guys were going to ask me this question, so I was, I've been thinking about it for a couple last couple of days, and it's so tough because between 2012 and like 2017, 2018, Rangers had such a, a tight core 
that you just loved everybody. But if you're asking me to pick one guy since growing up, it has to be Hank. It yeah. has to be Hank. Yeah, I figured that was coming. That that dude just rode that team on his back. Like those 2014, 2015 teams, they were good, but they, were they Stanley Cup contenders? Eh, without Lundqvist, no shot. Right. So what about current? Since Hank is no longer current, there. Ugh. Uh, I probably Mika's a bad Jed. That guy. Really? The, the, yeah. That's hard. It's hard to pick against that one. He's yeah. That guy. He does everything. That dude does everything. He. On the power play, the penalty kill. He scores first line center. He wins faceoffs. He's a DJ. The, the guy. He, he makes bangers. This, <laughs> he, does, just, he doesn't do anything, anything bad. He's and he's a nice guy. Is he the yeah. future captain of this team? We'll we'll, we'll see. But he's and he's a, I don't know. He's 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 my favorite for right now. That can change because there's a lot of new kids coming up that I have my eye on. But you know we'll see. Uh, it's just so, a great example of how bad the Ottawa Senators are at trading players. Yeah, that going back, what they give? They give Broussard and I think a seventh round pick for Mika Zibanejad. And at the time, every, everyone, you know, Larry Brooks, all these, all these, all these beat riders were like, "What are the Rangers doing? Broussard's such a big piece of this team." Fast forward four years later, Mika Zibanejad's probably top two player on this team. And Broussard's been on like three teams since. Yeah, that. Broussard's is is confirm. away in the Islanders right now, wherever he is. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mark, I have to ask you the million-dollar question that all of our uh, Maryland listeners are asking themselves. Oh, if boy. the Caps make it to the cup final. Nope. I hope. Nope. No shot. No shot. No shot. <laughs> I Absolutely love it. No, no shot. I hope he loses. Absolutely no shot. Oh, come no on. No shot. Because that means nope, he'd have to go. He's probably going to go through the Rangers, and I don't want them beating the Rangers. No shot. I don't Damn. care. No shot. I love Hank. He's, like I say, he's one of my favorite players of all time. But I hope that man never wins a cup with the Caps. Never. Damn. I respect never. the energy. I Harsh. really do. Never. Listen, you are my team. I'm just happy to have you. <laughs> it's been a great run. We almost won. It was close. You left. You signed with the enemy. And now I have to hate you. It's how it goes. <laughs> it, it's Mac, how it has to like go. Mac, you look like you got a lot of words. Mac looks like he has to say I'm just surprised. I mean, I, I also love the attitude. I got to, you know, I appreciate that. But I, uh, I feel like... <laughs> A lot of Rangers fans might feel differently, but I mean, maybe not. I, there's probably 50-50, honestly, if I had to guess. It's 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 a it's a tough crowd. It's a tough crowd. Like you have you have Ranger fans like me who are just you know very cutthroat and don't want anybody else to win. And then you have obviously the more normal people who want you know Henrik to win a cup, which is fine. <laughs> I, I get that. I really do. He, he deserves a cup. But not uh, not in the Capitals. Not happening. So not if he me. if he were out west or some shit, you wouldn't care though. You'd oh, like, I was oh, hoping go. he was going to Colorado. He can win all he want. He can go back to back to back to back till I'm 85 years old. That's fine. <laughs> I, he can do whatever he wants out west. He can do Fair whatever enough. he wants to do out west. On the Capitals, yeah. I hope he never wins. I totally understand. <laughs> I respect that. So so I have to ask you. The Rangers have had a lot of different jerseys between Winter Classics, Old School, New School. What's your uh, favorite Rangers alternate jersey? Oh, easy. The Statue of Liberty. Easy. I was going to say. It's kind of, kind of a slam dunk. Yeah, easy. I've been waiting for those jerseys. I know you guys were talking about the alternate jerseys before. I've been waiting for those jerseys to come out since. I think they were out when I was like 10, 11 years old, and I haven't seen them since. Yeah. Those... I didn't hate that cream-colored one they had that they did for the Winter Classic, I think it was. The the white? They put... was like the yeah. Green. I, I have this one. You guys can see. Nobody else could see. But I have like this old one. 
Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad one. That's either. another one. That's a good one too. Use. I like the darker blue, but I uh, yeah. Nick, I agree. Like the, that off white one that they had, like the egg. It was yeah, like when they played Philly and they won in the shootout, I think. Yeah, I mean, yep. as much as you know, they're in the metro, and you know, I, they have like kept me up many, many sleepless nights, and you know, I have many horrible <laughs> flashbacks thinking about you know what Hank has done to my team in the playoffs. But I think <laughs> if you're talking like best uniforms of all time, the Rangers white one is. I mean, not just in hockey and all of pro sports it has to be up there i think if you look at like home away alternate everything rangers have got to be like top five of of all sports i mean even the just the regular blue it's classic it looks real sharp out there it's you know they've always had good jerseys there's no denying that anything original six i feel like it just it just clicks yeah it's hard to beat so mark i i have to ask you this question Mm -hmm. it's a double-sided question i already know the answer to one of them so one (laughs) what is your what is your favorite moment as a rangers fan and two what is your least favorite moment as a rangers fan so so this is funny because my best moment and my worst moment are back to back my best moment obviously as you know is against game seven stefan's goal against the caps It was one of the best. It was the the call by Doc Emmerich is why I'm gonna miss that guy. His call on that was the best call I think I've ever seen someone call my game. Just the enthusiasm. It was awesome. Now getting to the worst moment is the next series was when they played Tampa Bay. Ah, they went to game. I went to Game Seven at the Garden. Mind you, Game Six, the Rangers scored I think six goals on 35 shots. They they lit Bishop up. This guy was letting a beach ball go through the net. <laughs> G- game Seven, we're going to Game Seven. We went with my dad. Starts off hard, but we get up, we get sit down, whatever. See them skating on the ice. We go, all right, where the fuck is McDonough? Next thing you know, McDonough's coming out. Ten minutes, he's got a broken foot. All right, all right. Well, this is not starting off too hot. Whatever. First, <laughs> second period goes by. We're looking, we're like. How the fuck is it still 0-0? And we're looking. They have 10 freaking shots on net. I said, how do you have 10 shots on net for a guy who just let up six goals? And then next thing you know, third period ends, we lost. Shut out. I never heard a place that silent in my life. You could have thrown a, a, a water bottle and it would have echoed throughout the whole arena. It was one of the most demoralizing losses I think I've ever experienced as a fan in person. It's worse than Martinez's winner? When the Kings beat you, yeah, because I knew that was coming. You knew like, it was coming. They were down. They, they, they were down three one at that point. Yeah, yeah they were yeah, down three one. And don't get me wrong, Rangers win that game. It's that, that's a freaking completely different series because they're going back home, only down three two. It is, but I mean, let's talk about a mismatch between that just absolutely yeah. loaded LA team yeah, and, like big, you said earlier, Hank was. I mean, without yeah. Hank, no but, Cup final. No, no. I, both runs, you know, that guy put that team on his back twice. Those those two Ranger teams, they didn't really have any skill guys like they have now. They don't they don't have a as a Banajan, a Panarin. They didn't have those type of guys. They had a Marty Saint Louis, you know, at the Marty back Rose, end of his yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have these skill guys they have now. Yeah. But no. yeah, that 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 game seven, like I said, the one of the most demoralizing losses I've ever experienced. I never want to experience that again. Just put me out of my it's, put me out of my it's funny early. you. 2015. It's funny you bring up like Stepan's goal, so I want to share my experience with that one, you know, from from the <laughs> oh, other side. Fuck. So I was um myself. It was during finals week uh while we were at Towson or at least while, while I was at Towson and a bunch of us had I don't know, like 12 of us had staked out one of those rooms in like the liberal arts building and we had mm-hmm. actually put the game on the projection screen 
And because like, you know, people were studying, we had it muted. So I actually didn't hear the call of the goal, but I watched it and I slammed my laptop shut, screamed a bunch of obscenities and just stormed out of the room. And uh, my roommate at the time, Reese, texted me like an hour and a half later. And he was like, hey, I just want to make sure you're like alive right now. Uh, because he was like, I honestly thought you were going to go kill yourself. <laughs> I like to go off that too, because you guys are so far lucky that I wasn't at Towson at that time. Yes. <laughs> so far lucky. Our buddy Cam, I think, would have murdered me. I think I'd be dead. Yeah. I think I'd be six feet under the ground. I swear to God, because you know me, I would not stop talking for a good week straight until the next season. And, ugh, you guys are lucky I'm not there. Cam would have. Severna, Severna Park man stabs friend to death with oh, Natty Light Cam. I, I, I think I'd be shot, stabbed, everything, burnt. <laughs> I remember the Let Caps lost. I forgot what series the Caps lost. I went up to Cam. I was, I was joking around with him. I was like, yo, Cam. Tough loss today. Good job. See you next year, buddy. He dropped. He dropped and took me by the shirt and he was dragging me around rec room. So I can only imagine if it was a Ranger game. Uh, yeah. Wow. Let, just let it be known. You know, if you guys haven't checked out the website already, as we mentioned a bajillion times, there was a recent blog where I posted Doc Emmerich's top uh, five calls. I won't spoil it for those of you who haven't read it but you might want to take a look based off the conversation that we just had and i'll leave it at that uh www.emptybetters.com um you can make donations too so the questions for this upcoming season mark uh obviously the rangers have a lot of young talent in the pipeline and currently in the lineup they're kind of recognized as a team who can make some noise is very capable of making the playoffs but you never know given all the young talent that they have uh, the Rangers are plus 2,800 to win the Stanley Cup next year. What are your thoughts on those odds? Uh, it's, it's accurate. Uh, I think that's exactly where they should be. I don't think any higher, any lower. I believe they're tied at the Islanders, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, I listen, this team can go as far as they want to go. The talent's there offensively. The only, team, the only thing that's going to hold this team back is defense. The defense just isn't there yet, and I don't think it's close to being there yet. I think you have you have a lot of liabilities on defense. Don't get me started with Jack Johnson. That's a story for later. I still, I'm still, I don't know what that's signing. Um, <laughs> um, but you have a, you have listen. Adam Fox is a stud. Lindgren is good. D'Angelo offensively is awesome. Defensively, you saw against Carolina was bamboozled on that play by I think it was by Aho. He put him in. Can I make a comparison real quick? Yeah. Is he your version of like what the Caps had with Mike Green back in like the early two thousands? Yes and no. Um, I listen. I, I don't. Like, I don't think his puck moving ability is sort of like where Green was, where he was setting NHL records. But like you mm-hmm. know, you, you get excited when he has the puck, and then in his own or in the offensive zone, and then when he yeah. has it in your zone, you hold your breath. Yeah, like like I just said, the game against Carolina, he's got yeah. the one on two, and he. He gets spinned out of his socks. Uh, yeah. He's a liability on defense, and it's not just him. It's obviously Jack Johnson, I guess, now, too. It's Brendan Smith. You don't have to guess. It's him. It's him. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I want to guess because I, I still don't want to believe it's true. Because, I listen, I, I understand it in some aspect. And like you said, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah, defensively, that's it's, it's just the, the only thing that holds this team back, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that statement. Um yeah, plus 2,800. I believe you're right when you say that they're tied with the Islanders, so uh, something for all you gamblers to look at. Fun fact, and I do have to disclose this publicly, 
The only reason that me and Nick have this podcast is because I got into sports gambling, and the person who got me into sports gambling was this guy right here, Mark. So I want to say yep. thank you. My wallet. Uh, I, I don't know you. if that's a thank you. I don't know if you should be thanking me or or. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably lost you a lot of money over the years, <laughs> but at least you got this podcast now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. So but you obviously had fun the big top. It. Yeah, that's there all that matters. Exactly. That's all that matters. You got to have there fun go, doing Mac. it. Amen. <laughs> So the big topic, obviously, coming into this season is the rookie phenom, Alexis Lafreniere, coming into New York, the Big Apple, the number one overall pick in this year's draft. A little fun fact for you guys. If you follow EA Sports on Twitter, you've probably seen this, but they actually did a simulation of Alexis Lafreniere's entire career on the Rangers. So here's a couple stats for you. Let's see what the audience thinks. Games played, 1,582 quite a bit goals 452 assists 1211 total points 1663 calder trophy one heart trophy one ted Lindsay one stanley cups two i would take one <laughs> i would take one so I'll start off by saying that the points and assists are not going to happen. Also, games played is not going to happen. It, it, yeah, I think goals is probably the most realistic if he it lives up to all the hype that he's got. But if we're talking total points, I'm pretty <clears> sure 1,600 <throat> blows Ovi and Sid out of the water. I mean, they ain't even close to that yet. How many, like, let's, let's put like, this into perspective. How many goals does Crosby have in his career? He's about to hit 500 either this okay. season or in two seasons, depending. And you said Laffy would get what, four something? 452. Okay. So if he's as good a goal scorer as Sidney Crosby, he ends up, you know, with 50 less. But. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't doubt the goals. He's a freak of nature. He's strong as shit. He's big. He's got a good shot. So I, I don't doubt the goals. But 1,500 games and 1,600 points, that's. That's a lot. Yeah. Now the two That's Stanley where Cups. you know we get reminded that it's a video game, but yeah, uh, they, yeah they probably took injuries off too in that in that simulation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just a little little fun segment there. But moving on, uh, Mark. Realistically, how quick do you think that the Rangers are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender? Obviously, we know when they're in the they they. I wouldn't say they're in the middle of a rebuild. It's probably complete at this point. So they're transitioning into that rebuild, a young, good team. How soon They're in the growth they... phase now. Yeah. How soon do you think they can make that serious push? Uh, Kind of going back to what I said before, just this team has the talent to do it offensively. I think, you know, the, the top nine forwards now with Lafreniere, they're going to be top 10, top 15 in the league. I think Kako's going to take the step up this year. I think last year he gassed out by March. February, March, thought his legs weren't on them anymore. He came back in the playoffs and looked like a totally different man. He was him and Keto, probably the best players in that team in the playoffs. Um, yeah, the defense, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mount up to how this defense holds out and when, are, when these kids are coming up. I know they got Conjay Miller going and down in the AHL this year. So we'll see when he gets up, but like I said, the defense is going to be a liability, and defense is going to win new championships in this league, and they don't have that top-line D pair to shut down an Ovi, to shut down a Crosby. They don't have it yet. Yeah, so I mean, we'll according... Oh, there you go. No, no, so we'll see. We'll see. Let's see who comes up and what happens, but as of right now, the only thing holding him back is going to be the defense. 
Yeah, I mean, right now, according to DailyFaceOff.com, they basically have your defensive pairings uh, listed here. If I could just get this stupid they, fucking ad out of my face. They got, they got Lindgren, Fox. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, hang on. I apologize. I, I, I have it pulled up. It's okay. Lindgren, Fox, Brendan Smith, Truba, Jack Johnson, D'Angelo. Just, yeah, it, that third it, one's tough. <laughs> I mean, not... There's two liabilities in that in this defense besides yeah. D'Angelo. D'Angelo, D'Angelo, and they're both on they're both on your left side too. Exa- L- listen, D'Angelo, you take you take D'Angelo because he gives you offensively, he gives you the points. Right, there. you take him, that's fine. But Brendan Smith and Jack Johnson, just you know, just that aren't defensemen you have on championship teams. It's not you don't win the win with those guys as your defensive pairings. But like I said, it's hockey; anything can happen. So we'll see. <laughs> Are either of them worse, in your opinion, than your all-time favorite Ranger, Nick Holden? Oh, that guy was atrocious. I couldn't wait for that guy to get the fuck out of New York. That dude was atrocious. I have never seen another... Oh, I've never had a player out of all my teams piss me off more than that guy. Everything he did just sucked. It just sucked. Couldn't play defense. Slow as shit. Horrible. Horrible. And I tell you one thing. You know who was turning out to be like him? Brady Shea before he got traded. He looked ex- slow. Can't skate anymore. Uh, his offensive game went completely uh, completely away. And then, Damn. you know, they fleeced Carolina for a first-round pick. And Gautier for... I think, you know, I think at first we were like, wow, you know, why would the Rangers give him up? But, you know, I'm going to agree with you here because I think you guys were going to get to a point where you're going to have that awkward thing where it's like, yeah, we know, like, Shea's a decent player, but... Like we don't want to pay him. It's like it's no, not the, worth it anymore. The thing with him is he's already paid. He's in the contract for three years, I think. I don't know if you can look it up quick, Harrison. It's I think he's got three more years left. I think at five, five and a half mil. Who are we talking so, about? Brady Shea. Brady Shea. And you guys were probably going to have to up him for six or something. Exactly. I, I just think that's too much. That's too much. And with all these kids coming in, there's no point to pay a defenseman who's average at best when you have, you can pay these kids minimum minimum salary to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Can, can confirm he is signed for 5.25 AAV through the 2023-2024 season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he's That's still just a massive a contract for a guy who's just not a top pair D-man. He's just not. 31 mil. 31 mil, so uh, moving on. You know, we, we mentioned that EA Sports simulated Alexis Lafreniere, but realistically, Mark, where do you think he fits in in the lineup this year, and what are you looking at production-wise? I think Darren Drager on NHL Network said that he expects Lafreniere to be for sure in the opening day lineup and that he is probably going to be in the 60-point range, high 50s, low 60s. I think that's probably a fair assessment, so what do you think? No, I agree. Uh, I think 60 points is a good good. St- you know, line to have him at. Um, regarding the line he plays on, I think he's going to be in the third line. I think Kako gets bumped up to the second line and, sh- and slides in with Strom Panarin, which I think is going to ben- benefit him extremely. Um, and then I think the third line is going to be Lanfrenier, Kedel, and Gautier. Depending also, like I said, it's going to depend on training camp too because you have a lot of these young guys coming up like a Kratsov, Morgan Barron. So, the lines can still shake up, but for as of right now, I see him on the third line playing with Kedel. I think that's a good place for him to start too. Yeah. You know, you don't want to you don't want to give this kid a baptism by fire. You know, I, I like what you said about moving Kako up to the second line. I think, you know, based on his playoff performances and that qualifying round, that I think you can probably say, you know, 
he's definitely going to have you know still some developing to do. It is only a second year, but I think the second line is a good place for him, and I think starting Laffy on the third is probably the best place for him right now. Yeah, and I think if you if we're going to see how the season plays out, I think the end goal for this team is is to eventually get Panarin and Zimbanejan on the same line and have Lafreniere and Kako on the same line. I think yep. that would be like the ultimate goal because I think Panarin and Miko would be would be awesome. But then the question comes about there is what do you do with Buchnevich? You know, you, you, where, where are you putting him? You'd have to trade him because you're not going to put that guy in the third line. And obviously Kreider's not going anywhere. So right. it, there's a lot of things that have to play out. What are you doing with Strom? Is Strom, is Strom even going to be on the Rangers this year? Nobody knows. So it's, right. there's a lot of moving pieces. But for every for every Ranger fan that wants to train Strom, I just don't get it. I just I don't, I don't get it. Uh, He's steady Eddie. Yeah, I just I just don't understand why someone would want to trade for a second line center, which is what you you need back when you trade Strom. But why would you trade a guy who just put up sixty points and has great chemistry with Panarin to try to go out go out and find someone who does the same exact thing? Because is he listen is, is Strom some flashy superstar player second line center? No, but he's like he's like a pass first point guard in the NBA is what equivalent to him. he he. He sets everybody right. up nicely. And listen, if you t- if you told me a second line center would come in and get sixty points with Panarin, like sign me up any day of the week. And now you want to trade that guy out for somebody else? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And as far as what we mentioned about Lafreniere and his point production, I would imagine that if we're in the ballpark of sixty points, he'll probably start off on the third line, like you mentioned. And I think probably by well, I guess I can't say Christmas time because the season's not starting on time. But I would imagine if they play an 82-game season, somewhere about a third of the way through, he'll be bumped up to the second. I think that'll help his point production. My, my question is, is, say he gets bumped up, right? Say he gets bumped to the second line. Is Bushnevich gone? Like, what, what do you do with him? Where is he going? Because you're not, you're not going to, like I say, you're not going to put him on the third line. I'm not a big Buchnevich guy. I gotta be honest with you. Ugh, I'm, he, I, he, and it's it's like that. It's the same thing with Rangers fans too. It's either you love the guy or you hate him. I'm somehow in the middle. I think he's good. I think he's good with Zabajan and Kreider that line. That's where I think he really excelled is the chemistry that he had with those two. Yeah. Like that was a fit that just worked for mm-hmm. him. Whereas, you know, when he was on another line with, you know, I don't know, Strom and someone else, it just wasn't really there. Yeah. I think obviously he's skilled. I mean, we know that. But I also think that, you know, him being with those two guys just gives him the outlet to to utilize his skill to the max, I guess is the good way to say it. Yeah. Like like you said, when he was on, when he was with, uh, when he was Strom, he just gets lost on that line. He would, he would get lost. And with the KZB line, with, with. Go ahead, my bad. Bucinevich had a uh, he had a good like initial um, period with the with the Rangers, and I think maybe that's part of why a lot of guys aren't um, as big on him anymore is because he kind of hit the ground running so fast that everybody was like, "Oh shit, this guy he's gonna be you know top dog," and and you know he's good, but he's maybe not living up to that initial hype that some Ranger fans gave him. I know I, I've got a. Uh, Ranger fan cousin um, that lives in New York, and he was real big on Buchnevich right when he dropped into the league. But um, he's definitely, you know, one of those middle forward kind of guys, and I don't think he's going to be any better than that. But you don't necessarily need him to be, you know. Yeah, he's he's going to excel with the people he not say likes to play with, or just the people he gels with. He's not going to go to a random line and show off. He's going to have to play with guys who 
you know, compliment yeah. him and his playing style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I to- I couldn't agree more on that. It's like a chemistry thing. You get him with the mm-hmm. right fit, it's, it's going to work. But he can't change a line on any team, on any no. different and know, set of players. It's, it's, it's the same thing with Strom as well. I think you yeah. put Strom, obviously Panarin's going to make anybody better. But I think if you put Strom with another player, it's the cop- the, he doesn't compliment, you know, other players as well as he does to Panarin. In my opinion. Right. No, he's like, I mean, like he's like an Allen key. Like, he can kind of fit anywhere he wants to. I feel like with Buchnevich, you know, to make an analogy here, it's like, you know when you're doing franchise mode in NHL and, like, you move a player to a different line and now mm-hmm. it shows you, like, that chemistry rating where it's, yeah. like, plus four or minus yep. four? Yeah. That's what Buchnevich is like. Like, he's either going to make that line that much better mm-hmm. or it's just not going to work and it's going to be a liability worse. for you. Yeah, yeah. And, we'll, and we'll see because in the playoffs, that line was nowhere to be found. Just like, well, the whole Ranger team was nowhere to be found in the playoffs, but... Uh, eh, it's all good. I can, <laughs> I can relate to your pain and so can some people in this chat. So, uh, so Mark, you got two new goalies. Hank is obviously out. You got Shesterkin and you got Gorgiev. Are you at all nervous about having two goalies that are relatively, I guess you could say, unproven? I mean, I know that they've had decent years last year, but prior to that, there's not a whole lot of – there's not a big sample size there. Uh, No, I'm not nervous at all. I think – uh, I think Igor played a th- how many games he played last year? I think eleven or twelve at most. Yeah, and then Gorgiev packed in a full season. I think Gorgiev's a stud. I was so happy they didn't trade him because I don't want to you know trade him and get a third, fourth round pick back. I think that's a waste. Um, like Cam Talbot. Exactly. It just it, look where that guy's and you know you don't hear about him anymore. You know, and I I think a backup goalie in the NHL is so valuable, especially with the rookie goalie coming in. You know, Igor, I think if it, if it's a 10-game span, I think Igor starts 6-7 to seven games while Gorgiev starts 3-4. to four. But I think Igor's going to be your starting goalie going forward, but I'm I'm fully confident in both. Okay, sounds good. Um, I mean, the Penguins are in a similar situation with Jari and DeSmith, both with a small sample size. We'll see where it takes us, although nothing can be worse than Matt Murray this past season, so I guess it's all good. Um, so as far as... Unsung hero slash X factor. You hear that term thrown around a lot when playoff series get kicked off. You know who's the guy on this Rangers team that you think is going to surprise a lot of people this season? You know, obviously we're not going to include Panarin or one of the goalies in there because they play vital roles in the team already. Mm-hmm. But who do you think is going to prove a lot of people wrong or open a lot of eyes? I think it's Kako this year. I think this guy is going to put on an absolute show. I think. I think last year. You know, was was the first year. You know, where you know, coming from you know foreign country, getting used acclimated to you know North American ice, it's a lot different. Uh, playing X amount of games, I think he played so much, his legs gave out. He wasn't there. The, the kid, 18 years old. You know, I, at 18 years old, I, I don't even know what the fuck I was doing. I think I was sitting <laughs> in my room in my underwear playing like Fortnite. So this this kid's going against the Crosby's and the Ovechkins, and at, nine, at eighteen I was playing Fortnite in my underwear. So I, you got to give the kid time, but I think the kid's there. He's got the experience, and now, like I said, when you you're gonna put him on the line with Panarin, see what he can do. But if you're asking who's the X factor and who's gonna show up this year, it's gonna be Kako. But I will give you a one B too. I think I think Adam Fox gonna have a huge year, a huge year. Yes, last year last year he was very good. But the numbers didn't show. I think this year's numbers. He's gonna he's gonna do very well. Correct me if I'm wrong. If anyone knows this, but I'm pretty sure Adam Fox, either he came, 
he either came fourth in Calder voting or he received four Calder votes. I'm not sure which one it is. I don't want to misspeak and act too confident on that. But regardless, one of those two is true, and that obviously shows that he had a pretty strong – was he a rookie last year, Mark, I yeah, believe? Yeah, he was a rookie. Yeah. Strong he finished fourth, by the way. He finished fourth in Calder voting. Thank you. I appreciate that. And talk talk about a guy who would not play in the NHL unless he played for the Rangers. <laughs> that guy, Adam Fox. What he do you w- mean? He wasn't playing for Carolina. He wanted oh, to be no, traded. but he's, like, good. Like people Oh, absolutely not, because they have, like, what? They have, like, well, Carolina defensemen that they could no, start? No, 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 yeah. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying in the sense that, you know, he didn't want to play for Carolina. Like, he wanted uh, to be traded yeah. to New York. Like, he was going uh, to wait out that last year, become a free agent, Sort of what, um, yeah, uh, uh, Jimmy Vesey did. Kind of sounds like the Russians with the Panthers. Kind of on that gig. Um, <laughs> we won't get into that though. <laughs> so obviously, uh, my next question was actually about Kako, but you kind of just covered that with calling him the uh, the X factor for this year. So my next question to you is: Will we see Vitali? I'm going to say Vitali. It's probably not pronounced like that. Vitali Kratzoff this upcoming season. He is not projected in the opening night lineup. Oof. I'll- this is a hard one because, like I said, it's a lot of moving pieces. Um, I think you will. I think right now in the KHL, he's putting on, he's he's killing. I think he's got eight or nine goals. I think he was hurt for two weeks too. Uh, he's he's the real deal. He's the real deal. I think he will be up this year. And I think it's listen, like if what we said before, if Lafreniere moves up to the second line, all of a sudden that third line opens up because you're not going to bring Kratzoff over here and play him on the fourth line with Brendan Lemieux and Phil DiGiuseppe. That, that just won't happen. But I think if those lines start to push up, Lafreniere goes to the second line, Panarin to the first line, you slide Kratzoff into the third line. I think that's a good fit. But I'm not bringing him over unless he's on that third line or. Higher. I, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we've gone through this. I mean, Mac and I, you know, we watched this whole four-year debacle with Kuznetsov. Is he coming? Is he not? Is he going to be ready? Mm-hmm. Is he not? And, you know, I feel like there's sort of that stigma around Russian players. Like, you know, when they come from the KHL, how are they going to adapt to the NHL game? I feel yeah. like this year it might be the best chance for them to do so because they're playing right now. Like, they're playing competitive hockey right now. We saw this, you know, Thornton's going to continue to play in the um, in the Swedish Elite League uh, and or the Swiss Elite League, I think it is, actually. Swiss. And, you know, yeah, exactly. And if, um, if Kratzov's continuing to play at a high level for his KHL club, coming over, you know, and then doing NHL training camp and going, you know, right back into NHL play could be a huge boost for him. So who knows? Yeah, 100%. I like, like, you, like you said, all these guys playing over in Russia, they're going to be well-seasoned before they come over here. They're going to have legs to skate, as opposed to a lot of these guys in the NHL who right now they have no idea when the fuck they're playing. You, they have that, <laughs> NHL's got no clue. <laughs> And I don't blame. Them. How could you with all this shit going on? You don't know when they're going to start. But those yeah. guys, those guys already go over there, and then we'll see. So I was going to lead into what your team's biggest weaknesses, but I think you kind of cover at the start. You're obviously in agreement that it would be your defensive core, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think it. I think it's been addressed. I think it's been addressed through the draft. So, in the sense of it's the biggest need, yes, but. They've addressed it, like I said, like I think the 19th pick they drafted Braden Schneider, who's a defenseman, defenseman. They kind of compare him to a Dan Girardi, a guy you can put on the ice and shut down other other team superstar, which the Rangers right now don't have. So I think between him, they have 
Schneider, they have uh, Lundquist, they have Condre Miller, they have Zach Jones, Matthew Robertson. They have five five defensemen right there. You know, one doesn't work out, next one in. it's gonna it's gonna be like a taxi, I think, till till one works out. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, obviously you're very knowledgeable of the pipeline of the Rangers much more than us. So um, yeah, they, that's they always got been some, one of the they, things. They got some. They have some absolute studs defensively. The kid Nils Lindquist is killing it in the Swedish league, killing it. Him, Kajimo, Kaj- Kaj- they already have him signed. He's going to play in the AHL this year, so he's probably in my in my guess going to be the first one up. Okay. And honestly, I love that move to have him play in Hartford this year. Yep. Because I mean, he you know plays defense. I think that's something that we always forget is how long it takes for these guys, especially when they're young and they're coming out of college or junior or whatever, as defensemen to develop to the NHL level. I mean, that takes so much time and development. And especially now with the way that these players are drafted at 18 years old and expected to, you know, rush and develop, you know, overnight. I I just think that's a great move. You know, don't rush it. If he's not ready, don't bring him up because it's only going to cost you. Yeah, and, and I think with this season as well, I think I don't think the Rangers are going to rush it. Like you said, I don't. You know, I think the Rangers are still looking at this as a rebuilding mode. I don't think they're not at the top of the mountain yet. I think they're three quarters of the way up. I think they're almost there. But if you're asking me, are they almost at the top mountain? Is the rebuild over? No. Until these defensemen are up and until their season is ready to go, I still don't believe that they're at the top of the mountain yet. Okay. Uh, I think you had mentioned this earlier, but who do you think is the next captain of the team? Uh, it's 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 going to be a toss-up between uh, Zabadajan and Kreider. Okay. Um, ugh, my gut my gut tells me Kreider because he's just been on the team way longer. Right. But, you know, it could go Zabadajan too. There's, there's no wrong answer. Put it this way. If, if one's a captain and one's the assistant, no one's going to be mad. But if it was my gut and you asked, you had a gun to my head, who's the next captain, I probably would go Kreider. Okay. I think you know, it's uh, I think be- Kreider would be the right move just because, you know, Zabinajad I think you're going to be able to count on for more um, more points and more goals. And I mm-hmm. think that giving a guy like Kreider the C um, could give him sort of a morale boost to keep him going, whereas you're not really going to need to mm-hmm. give Zabinajad a morale boost to keep him scoring, you know what I mean? And so it yeah. might be more effective move to, to give Kreider the C – let him kind of captain the team. You know you're going to get those points from Zabinajad anyway. Maybe that kind of brings Kreider to, to that level, lets him kind of rise up to his potential there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another another good point is that, you know, Kreider's been there before. He's been to a cup. He's He was with that team, the 2014-2015 team. He was there through it all. So he's had that part of their career where he, could, he, where he can say, you know what, I've been here before. This is how it's done. As opposed to me, because a badge who hasn't really, you know, made it to Eastern Conference Finals, hasn't made it to a Cup, so I think just the experience level, a level alone on Kreider's is going to be something to be the next captain. Yeah, and I'd be curious to hear the statistic, but how many wingers? And Claude Drew got moved to a winger, so excluding him, how many wingers in the NHL are a captain of a team? Can't be many. I can think of another one. Who? Uh, oh shit! All right. <laughs> Whatever. Other than him, other than other than the greatest goal score, arguably the greatest goal scorer of all time. No, no, go ahead. Not and just arguably, say it. you can drop. Yeah, long way to go. Yeah, no, no, not go. not too long. 
You realize COVID's, hel- COVID's helping my argument with this. It, yeah, it is, but Keep the Russian rolling. machine never the yeah, It took a, it took a pandemic lockdown. to stop this guy from beating the record. Mark, you see you what I got to deal with? Right there. Dude, I would let Ovi score a thousand goals if the lockdown stopped and all this shit's over with. <laughs> Ovi, Ovi can deal. S- sign me up. <laughs> I, the Rangers can leave an empty net, and Ovi can shoot as much as he wants if this lockdown's over and all this shit goes away. You know, I think that's a question for a later episode. People should ask me, and that we can ask uh, other people on this chat is: Would you rather have Sidney Crosby win five more cups and Ovi never win one, or be stuck in a lockdown for another three years? I would rather have uh, the Islanders win seventeen cups than ever. Oh wow! Than ever go through this. Actually, that's tough. I, I take that back. I take that right back. I think I'd rather be in a lockdown for seventeen years and watch the Islanders win a cup. <laughs> I'd rather be buried alive than have the Caps not have won one and watch the Penguins win another it's, one. Come on, now you're rubbing it in my face. I haven't seen one, Nick. You can't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I I I don't want to bring this up, but I was born in '94 and I did turn 26 this year. So. So listen, you saw. Oh. I mean, okay. at least you saw it. Did you see it? No, you didn't. It was after, probably. No. Yeah. I didn't. Ugh. September of 94. I'd tell okay, you one that... thing. I wish, I wish I was born in 94. We had a Yankees World Series win. We had Cowboys Super Bowl and a Rangers Stanley We Cup. don't need this right now. Okay. <laughs> so, moving on. We're running a little shit. long here. So, uh, let's get to what we really think is going to happen this year. So, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, there's been rumors of division realignments. Basically, the rumor is that the Rangers would be in the Eastern Division, which is essentially the same as the Metro, just adding in Boston. If that were to happen, which seems likely given the circumstances, where do you think the Rangers finish this year? Do they make the playoffs? And how far do they go if they do? Oof, this is a good question. Um, So Boston would be in, and then who's out? Columbus? Kick out Columbus and Carolina and then throw in Boston and Buffalo is basically what you're doing. Buffalo stinks. Uh, They're not very good. It's it's basically every good team in the East minus... Buffalo and New Jersey. Yeah, two two wastes of time. Don't even the waste of time. That team. <laughs> and, and listen, and and listen. I'll, I'll not to change this topic or anything, but just wait till the Rangers get Eichel. The seed has been planted. The seed has oh been planted. My fucking God. The seed has. I, you guys don't realize who coached Eichel in college. I'll leave it at that. Who do you think oh. coached? Who do you think coached Eichel? He has in a college? good point. David Quinn. You think if you think if Buffalo goes on another losing record, you think he's gonna want to be in that? In the Buffalo, in the middle of nowhere, negative thirty degrees, snow, wind, sleet, rain, or does he want to be in New York City playing with the superstars? I'll leave it be. But oh, if you ask God. me, I, I I want to go to the Rangers play for my own college coach. But we'll see. The seed has been planted, though. The seed <laughs> has been planted. I don't know when this, the, the seed will sprout, but it will it, it will sprout. I, I really do I'm going to bring that. you back to topic okay. instead of talking about plants and how they work. Okay. Leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> so where how far do you think they go this year? Uh realistically. I, I, I do think they make the playoffs. I really do. I think they have the talent. I, agree. I I do think they'll make the playoffs. As for a run, I think it's gonna be based upon when this team gets hot and hits their stride. If they hit their stride in the first and also depends on how many games are gonna be played in this year. If they hit their right. stride in the first 20 games, and then after that they kind of gas out or steady, they, they stay steady, I don't think they really have much shot to, you know, go far in the playoffs. But if they did what they did last year, last year in March, it was the hottest team in hockey. I think they were 9-1-1 going into yeah. 
going into what all, all this shit when all this shit happened. If they can go into the playoffs looking like that, you know, it's, it's a tough team to beat. This team can score on you. This team's got an awesome power play. They have a solid penalty kill. And like I said, the defense is still a liability. But you also have you have two goaltenders who can hold their own. I think Igor Sesterkin. I think he's going to be a beast. I think. Uh, I think his puck, his puck handling. I, obviously, I've I've seen Lundqvist and his puck handling, which is good luck, Nick. He's, that's the one negative about about Hank is his puck handling. But just besides the puck, is Igor Sturkin. Every every shot on net, he he smothers. There's no rebounds. There's no second yeah. chance with him. So uh, it depends on when they got it. If they get hot toward the back end of the season, I think this team can go far. What I will say is that I do think the Rangers will make the playoffs. I think the way that people who aren't Rangers fans will look at them is you, let's say you're a fan of another team, which all of us are, right? You don't look at them and say, oh, they're, 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 oh shit, we're playing Vegas or you know Colorado. But when you see the Rangers on your schedule, when you check your NHL app and you see who you're playing tonight, you're like, ah, shit, I'm not betting my team. Like, they could lose. They could lose every time. The Rangers can be anybody in the league. Will they? I'm not so sure. I see them as a first-round exit-type team. I want to say they could make the second round, but given that the Leafs can't even make the second round, I can't do that just yet, and I think the Leafs actually do get past the second first round this year, so I'm going to say they're a first-round exit. About if that. they make I think, if they make a couple moves during the year and shore up that blue line, I could see them getting past the first round and, you know, I think, you know, if the division alignment goes the way that we're seeing it go, I think getting into the, the playoffs for that East is just going to be so difficult right now because it's so tight. I will say Matt. something, though. Oh, my bad. I didn't see. Sorry. No, go. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think that they uh, – I, I kind of tend to agree with Harry, maybe a first-round exit, unless – I don't know. It, it's all – you know, like Mark said, it's all dependent on so much that we don't know right now, and I think another big factor is going to be who they match up against. Obviously, there's um, a handful of teams that I, I would probably pick them to beat and a handful that I would probably pick them to lose to if they were to face them in the first round. Um, and I actually think maybe if they if they drew like Carolina again next year, maybe that would actually work out for for NYR this time around. Uh, especially if it was a full seven game series this time, um, I actually kind of like that matchup for the Rangers more going into this following season. But again, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mark. No, I was going to say, what a storyline would it be if the Rangers played the Capitals in the playoffs? You know, the, I, all right, so let's the, just get the, the King versus the, the Prince. Room. I let's can get, see the headlines let's, now. The, the let's, Prince, really? Oh, yeah. Let's get yeah. The, <laughs> Lafreniere, the Prince is here. Okay. <laughs> let's get the elephant out of the room. I think as a, as a third party in this, I, I, I want nothing more. I want nothing more than a good old classic Caps Rangers, now with a storyline twist. A little plot twist thrown in there. Make Greg Krasinski shit himself with excitement. I'm all for it. That's I think that's what we all want. I will say this. So, like, you know, you know, and Mac will attest to this, and all the Caps fans listening to this will completely understand when I start saying this, is that, you know, if it wasn't the Penguins, you go back over, like, the last 10 years, that team that the Caps always had problems with, it would be the Rangers. Now... They had a little bit more success with the Rangers than they did with the Penguins. But, I mean, you knew when they played each other in the playoffs, it was like, what? Like, I mean, Mark, you remember it was like 2008 through 
2015, it was like, oh my god, here we go again. Every single year, I think they play the Caps in the playoffs. If, at least it felt like it. Um, you know, it was, I believe, what year was it? I went to one of the Caps playoff game, Rangers Caps uh, Rangers playoff game. I forgot who the coach was at the time for the for the Caps, but he said something about the Garden crowd, um, you know, not being loud enough. So the whole crowd. Yeah, was I like, remember when Boudreaux said that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, "Can you hear us?" But that just that just dating back at how long that was. But it would be awesome to see it again. Alrighty. Well, uh, just to recap, the Rangers' additions for this coming season: defenseman Jack Johnson. We know how Mark feels about that. Alexis Lafreniere, Kevin Rooney, and Colin Blackwell. Subtractions are Hank Lundqvist, Jesper Fast, and Mark Stahl. And what's left? Well, the Rangers have $10.8 million in cap space that they still have open. And they also need to re-sign or release restricted free agents Brendan Lemieux and Ryan Strom. They have arbitration hearings scheduled for November 5th and November 6th, respectively. So I think that kind of wraps up our Rangers preview. Uh, One little last note, top remaining free agents are Anthony Duclair and Mike Hoffman. Eric Halla, Ilya Kovalchuk, Zdeno Chara, Michael Granlund, Sammy Vatan, and Alex Galchenyuk, Pat Maroon, Carl Sutterberg, and Dominic Cahoon. We can dive into that a little later in different episodes. We know we're running a little long here. Uh, Nick, is there anything else that you want to add? No, I think that's about it. I did have a couple of fun facts for the episode, uh, you know, just because this is how my brain works. So it has been over 10,000 days since a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup, the last one being Montreal on June 9th, 1993. Uh, that was before any of us were born. So that's insane to think about. And also, this one will absolutely blow your mind. When he retired in 1999, Wayne Gretzky had scored or assisted on 1.3% of every goal that had been scored in NHL history, which just, I mean, you want to talk about, like, 99 stat numbers. I mean, that's that's one of the best ones out there. Where'd you see that? Internet, you know. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking nuts. What the hell? No, I'm just blown away by that Gretzky stat. Other than that, I'm good. Go Dodgers. Uh, Mark, first time on the show. Hopefully we'll get to have you back again. You did a great Definitely job. Definitely won't be the last. We appreciate all the info. Is there any last words that you have before we end it here? Uh, first of all, I'd say thanks for having me on. It was a blast. And the next time, hopefully you hear from me, is when the Rangers win the Stanley Cup, which will be soon. I promise. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have one final question for Mark. Uh-oh. So I know that no, this is this. I mean, you know, we've talked about the Rangers, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get down to serious business. You're hungry. <laughs> you go out to get a slice of pizza around All your right. house. Where are you going? Oof. What's my jurisdiction? How far am I going out? Like <laughs> if you if you're like if you're going for the best slice of pizza you've ever had, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm going to either John's in the city on Bleecker, or I'm going to Smoney Gardens in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Gotcha. Those are my two top dogs. My two top dogs. Can't go wrong with either, though. Solid. Solid lineup. Well, fellas, that will wrap up episode 48 and the New York Rangers preview featuring Mark Cordero. Mark, thank you for joining us. And without further ado. Class dismissed.
was in my